and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Now comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Seatbelts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Good morning. All is right with the world. We've got footy to talk about. It's a Saturday morning, that hideous rain. Uh, It's over at least for now. Uh, And we've got a star-studded lineup. We've got Benji Marshall coming up. Nico Hines after the Sharks went down. What a game last night. Um, We've got Skippy Hugel. Uh, He's going to join us. Uh, He's part of SAS. And um, he's got a lot to talk about as well. And plenty of other things going on in the world of sport. These two are already... Uh, nagging each other, Candace and Richard Friedman. Can I just say um, thank you, everyone, for your messages last week. It was, uh, I can't think of a better word than surreal to do that Shane Warne show um, only hours after the news that he uh, died. And um, as I said, thank you for the messages. And I don't think I'm overstating it, Candace, as I say good morning to you. The reaction... People said it initially, this is going to be Princess Diana for us, and I thought, oh, geez, that's a bit much. But it really has been wall-to-wall, the stories coming from everywhere. Um, people absolutely love this bloke, Shane Warne. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Yes, um, yeah, absolutely loved, and I'm so glad that um, you know they're going to have a state funeral for him. I mean, it's how, how couldn't you not with, with the outpour of... Of all the stories and the, the love that we've seen over the last week. So that is now going to... The memorial will now be held at the MCG on Wednesday, the 30th of, of March from 7pm. There's going to be about 50,000 tickets that will be available subject to demand, which most expected to be seated in the Great Southern Stand, which will obviously be renamed renamed the SK Warn Stand. So uh, it's going to be a great way to, to remember him. And I'm hearing that the SCG want to do something as well for the Sydney... People that want to pay tribute to yeah. um, from Sydney. That's nice. Morning, guys. Morning, you're you're okay now, Candice? Yeah, I'm uh, okay. Uh, but no, I want to know: Are uh, you okay? You're looking a little bit tired no, today. Change the subject. After the opener, when you were saying, "Oh, why does Dan get called the greatest broadcaster?" You know, in listen. The game. Do not put and- words in my mouth. I never ever said that. Let's just talk about you being so tired today. Well, well what have you been up to? Or no, no, it's, it's the life of the horse trainer. You, you get up at three o'clock every morning. Yesterday morning, I got up at three o'clock. Yesterday I worked all day, then went to a, a wedding, beautiful wedding. You would have been on that dance floor midday, for sure. Midnight, hang on, midnight, and then get up at three o'clock in the morning again. But oh. you know, I, I didn't bring out this violin. Candace did. No, no, you okay. started it. But were you, were you no. on the dance floor? I don't do dance, right? Because I figure dancing is for young people. There's one thing you do not learn after the age of twenty, and that is a new dance move. Right? When's so it? when it's when it's your age, yeah, your dance moves aren't that old. My dance moves, they came out of the 80s. Nobody wants to see that. No, no one wants to see you dance. I just thought of a great idea, Candice. We're talking SA yesterday because we've got Jeff Hugel on and you're on as well. Here's a reality show, The Freedmans. 
just have cameras follow them all around. They're yes. sniping at each other. They're winning <laughs> horse races. And uh, they're, they're, look it. at him. Listen, he's already... Yeah. It's ten o'clock in the morning, and he's already yeah, uh, he's already oh, cranky. I reckon I'd want to see the uncut version. I reckon the uncut stuff is is the bits that you want to watch. You don't want to see the stuff now. You want to see the stuff from the eighties and the nineties. <laughs> That's the juice. That's the really good one. So South Sydney, a reality check for them last night. Benji Marshall is going to join us on the other side of this as we talk rugby league. You can call us anytime. One triple three five three. This is the Dead Set Legends, brought to you by Nilex. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Make the most of a yard this summer. Lightweight flex stream hoses, retracting hose reels and twisting systems available at Bunnings Warehouse. Water like a Nile expert with Nilex. Good morning. It is the Dead Set Legends. Round one up and running. Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. What a game in Canberra. We're going to speak to Nico Hines uh, in about, uh, I guess, about half an hour. Canberra. Finding a way to beat uh, the uh, the Sharks twenty four points to nineteen, but Candice, what about your bunnies from oh, uh, the reality man. check of, of 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 only scoring a try and being uh, way off the pace against Brisbane eleven for the final score? Yeah, they were really disappointing last night. I think once um, Taff was ruled out, we saw uh, Johnson going to fullback and and Mansour onto the wing. I think. They just started to target that right side, and uh, it just wasn't good enough last well, night. Th- they only got beaten by seven points. Yeah, I but mean, the Broncos they, dominated they them. Well, yeah, but they, they, they're no good either. No, well, I, I think they showed a bit of promise last night, and I think Payne Haas just keeps getting better and better. But uh, the Bunnies, you know, it was very obvious reckon, that they were missing Gagai and Benji and, of course, Reynolds, and I hope this is not a sign for the rest of the season. Uh, they, they'll, they'll battle against the next round too, that, those those two teams. Who are they playing next round? I don't know, but I don't he care. He doesn't even know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I know a stinking performance when I see one. Well, well what about the Sea Eagles on, on Thursday night? They stunk. Yes, they Some, did. Sometimes a broken clock is right twice a day. Richard's right. They've got Melbourne next week in Melbourne. They've never won there. Then they've got the Roosters. Then they've got Penrith in the grand final. Oh, we do that, get Latrell Mitchell back. We, I was just know. playing along. Yeah, Latrell <laughs> will come back, so that'll make a bit of a difference, and, and Taff will be back. But... They've got a long way to go if they yeah. want to replicate last season. That's true. It is one game. We always over. We always say with trial footy, oh, it's only trials. But we always overreact. And yeah. round one, it's only round one. But I've we seen, always overreact. Yeah. And you have too. I've seen teams lose their first four or five and be yeah. fighting out the finals. Oh, you know? exactly. look at Manly last year. Yeah. Manly were hideous last year in the first month and almost made the grand final. Benji Marshall, good morning. Oh, good morning, guys. What about the banter? Oh, oh I know. <laughs> we haven't got time for That's you. nothing. Uh, I know. <laughs> Sh- should they be worried, the Bunnies fans? Oh, I think what it is is nervous, um, Dan. You know, obviously a lot's changed. A lot of people have left the club last year, including the head coach, Wayne. So there's a lot of unknowns for the Rabbitohs. And I thought there was just a few teething problems last night. And over time, when you bring in a young seven and you change your spine around, you've got Alex Johnson there, who doesn't usually play there, mm. um, you're going to have those teething problems. But as the season gets on, those guys will build their combinations. Obviously, Lachlan Ilias is very young and starting out. He held his own ones pretty solid last night, but he just needs to find a way to get into the game and, and, and get the right side um, a bit more dangerous. Because most teams, if you play against the Rabbitohs, you'll just stack defense against Cody Walker's side. And you put an extra number there and um, you're trying to cater for him. So, 
Lockie has to find a way to get the right edge into the game. And, um, you know, he's only three three games deep into his NRL career and the expectation is already he's got to be like Adam Reynolds, you know. So I think it's a little bit unfair, but um, uh, it was a sad uh, thing to see for the Rabbitohs last night. But Brisbane are really good. Honestly, no one gave Brisbane a chance to even play like that. And they just played the old run hard, tackle harder game last night. And, and you're right, Payne Haas, pa- Paddy Corrigan were, were really good. And... Um, their halves who have been the debate of the whole preseason is who's going to play six, who's going to turn up in the halves, but they both actually played really well. So um, it, it was good for Kevy because he's under the pump and uh, I suppose everyone probably wrote them off for that game. You talk about the halves. Albert Kelly, I thought, was really impressive last night. He, um, you know, had that intercept off Cody Walker, 80 metre try. He plays a little bit like Cody Walker. So I think that, do you think that Adam Reynolds and him will just really click and, and have a, a pretty good season this year? Yeah, Albert Kelly went really well last night. I know he does play like Cody Walker off the cuff and um, plays what he sees, but I was really impressed with his kicking game last night. Like, he put Brisbane in really good positions, uh, pinned South in the corner, what probably South wanted to do to Brisbane. And um, whoever they do decide, if it is Albert, I think he'll complement uh, Renault's game. And we might see a little bit more running game from Kelly because um, he was definitely playing a bit more of a seven role last night. Benji, you've played a lot of season openers. And, and, you know, you always get these upset results or unexpected results. Is that something you, you run on the first game and think, I don't really know where we are compared to everybody else, but I'm just about to find out? Yeah, well, some, some people would probably look at it like that. But for me, round one was always a chance to get out and just show what you got. You know, go as hard as you can. You've done the whole preseason. It's an exciting time. There's no reason to have no energy going into round one. Like, yeah. you should be upbeat, really fighting um, against the other team and um, you know for some teams people might think oh well the season's here I'm just going to play and, and for the good teams when you play against a team that hasn't had a successful season you think you go out there and it just happens but it's the NRL you've got to turn up every week you've got to go out and you've got to make it happen you've got to go out and play your best because you, just turning up on the day just doesn't cut it anymore Alright how's the house moving going? Oh, mate, yeah, look, let's, let's not go there. I'm upbeat and happy talking to you guys. Hang on. Don't tell me you're at home. Like, you should be on a tour somewhere. Or it just, isn't that how, how oh, Dave does mate, it, Candy? Yes. Oh, you, know what I'm, you know what I've done this morning? I've gotten up, I've mowed the lawns, I've cleaned the back out, I've raked the leaves, I've put them in the net. Like, I, I could keep going all day. I've swept the whole front. I've got to open home today. <laughs> <laughs> who, are the, who, are the, who are your mates, who are the suckers that are going to come around and help you move the fridge? <laughs> No suckers, mate. That's why you get a removalist company and you help them pay their bills by paying them to do the movie. Fair yeah, so we're, we're helping everyone out. You're a good man, though, anymore. because my husband, what he does, he he, when it, he he makes sure there's a tour on and then goes, I think we should move on this date. And yeah. I'm left with three you know kids what? and a whole home to move on my own. He is definitely very smart. That's great. <laughs> I, I wish I thought, I wish I thought yeah. that. Next time. Open yeah, house, eh? All right, everyone, let's look up Canada Bay and uh, let's have a look how Benji lives. <laughs> Good on you, Benj. All right, guys, thanks. Have a great Thank day. You thanks, Benj. Thank you, Benji Marshall. You can hear him every Thursday here on Triple M Footy and he's all over Fox as well. Hey, South fans, are you worried? One triple three five three. give us a call. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. 
Triple M Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. By the way, Triple M NRL, uh, the Saturday Scrum and the Sunday Sin Bin. I always get those two confused. They're back this year at midday. The team is back from the SCG Roosters playing Newcastle. And if you want a comprehensive overview of a game in just a fraction of the time, you need the KO Mini, which let you watch all the key moments in the game in less than half an hour. Sometimes 20 minutes. Uh, you were waxing lyrical about that yesterday, Candice, on the Drive Time show. Yeah, I love it. I love those minis because, obviously, being a mum of three, time poor, but those minis are fantastic. You can almost see a whole round in an hour, and it's always I, the best bits, which, which, which I love. I, I like, like those mini way. ice creams. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, Rich, you have two or three of them because yeah, you think, well, they true. are... They don't really count. No. By the way, Candace, I didn't appreciate Jude and Gus corrupting you yesterday. Here's sweet yes. Candace being corrupted by I'm... those two grubs. Oh, I know. Can you believe what was coming out of Gus's uh, mouth? How, how did he corrupt you? Shame. I need no, to know. Well, I actually no, can't say. I mean, off-air. this is an off-air thing. But he oh, obviously no. said it on air. So if you want to go to the, the Rush Hour Instagram and have a look. All right. One triple three okay. five three. Rich, who have we got on the line? Well... We've got Mark from Sutherland. I'm tipping he's a Rabbitohs fan. He's not going to be a, a, a Broncos fan, is he? So, Mark, good morning. What did you think? Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Dan. And good morning, Candice. Morning. And I, I, Candace, I'm in the same boat as you at the moment. I'm one very unhappy Rabbitoh from what I saw Yeah, it was hard night. to watch last night, wasn't it? Oh, mate, there was nothing there, though. They are just like a... They look like a pack of lost sheep. God, I love hearing. But this. even like even Cody Walker, I mean, he he was nowhere last night as well. So, I mean, how do you think they can improve on last night's performance? Well, firstly, I thought our best player was Joy Arrow, both in defence and yeah, attack. Yeah, he ripped in. I, 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 I did. He ripped in, had a go. Um, what I'd be doing is I'd drop Josh Mansell straight away. Um, I'd, I'd put AJ back to the left, obviously. Bring oh, in Michael Chu yeah. Cam on the left centre. One guy. Yeah, Jackson no. Paulo back to the right wing. Jeez. Unfortunately, and, um, I think Mansour is just a little bit too slow now. There was a few times where he came off, uh, you know, they scored down his side and, um, you know, coming off that wing was costly for them. Absolutely. And he didn't even challenge for the ball when that kick went up. And there was another incident where he had the ball and he was getting pushed back towards our try line. And what's he do? Offloads the ball. We, I, I forget who we, who else we had at the back there, but there was like four Broncos around him. I mean, come on, guys. It's right. first grade. Okay. Well, well, Mark has come prepared. Um, and Mark, we're giving you either the family pass to Sydney's Taronga Zoo or the one hundred dollar Four Pines voucher. Beck will sort that out off here. That's a good, that's a good call. Uh, fired up, um, South Sydney fan. I thought it was noticeable too how cranky Damien Cook was. He's never that cranky, but um, he really was. Um, he really was annoyed. Rich, we had another call come through, uh, brother of Candace, who uh. wants to let us know. We're yep. getting calls from everywhere telling us, do you know it's Candace's birthday oh. tomorrow? Tomorrow? <laughs> is your birthday tomorrow? Yes, it is. How old will What's... you be? No, you mean how young will I be? <laughs> Whatever. I'll be 37. <laughs> I'll be 37. My brother, Pat, okay, my brother, Pat, has lived with me for the last seven years. He's stitched me up here. Um, yeah, good one, Patty. Hey, good on you, Pat. I just got a text from our producer, Beck. Candace's brother just called. It's her 40th birthday tomorrow. Oh, there you are. Now, See, what's going on here, Candace? What? The one thing you've got to t- do on radio is tell the truth. I, 85, I was born. So if you do the math, I'm 37. I'm not sure that's what, true. What team are you on? My brother's side or mine? That depends. <laughs> Why is your brother, what, what has your brother got to gain from that line? I don't know, because he'll be out on the street after today. Yeah. 
I don't like oh, your chances there. <laughs> uh, Greg Rust is uh, going to join us uh, shortly, uh, and we do that for Bendix Breaks. That's on the other side of this. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Now, this man was part of the old Dead Set Legends for many, many years. It's not the Dead Set Legends without this bloke. So much motorsport to talk about. And uh, Greg Rust joins Rusty. us in 2022 <laughs> for Bendix Breaks. And uh, it's time now to, to talk to him. And uh, he's also got the Rusty's Garage podcast. Boy, that is popular. That That is always up there in those rankings. Every time I see one of those things, Rusty's Garage is there. And you can get it for free on the listener app. So uh, great to have you back with us, Rusty, for another season. Morning, Legends. Very excited to be back on the M's for another year of motorsport, which is already underway, too. Daniel Ricciardo, he's got COVID, apparently. And, of course, you know, we all wish him a speedy recovery. But how much is this going to affect their pre-season and their testing? Yeah, he's announced it on his social media this morning. Um, he says he's feeling a little bit better already, but doing all the right things in terms of isolating Formula One and the McLaren team will have some very good systems in place around this. And he's rightly pointed out better now than uh, next week for the opening round of the championship so we wish him a speedy recovery obviously you can watch a little bit of drive to survive while he's recovering that brand new uh, season has dropped so much hype um, around this and I'm told I've just started to watch it but I've been told by some colleagues the uh, the final episode is epic so um, yeah look forward to watching that Supercars is back, Rusty. It was a great day weekend last week. Chaz Mostert, he leads the series after round one. Has the Bathurst winning team, have they got the wherewithal to regularly challenge the big guns, Red Bull, Dick Johnson Racing? I reckon they can, and some people probably feel the Walkinshaw team are maybe a bit ahead of where they've been talking about. So obviously a very special win, as you point out, at Bathurst last year for Chas Mostert and Lee Holdsworth. Great for um, that team. They've put some things in place that show they've taken some real steps forward, but I think they've talked like it'll still take a bit of time for them to be championship contenders. So Chas is top of the points. A lot came out of that opening round. Great debut for young Brock Feeney. It was a bit of a welcome to, to supercars. They play tough in that game, but... It, he did a few good things that impressed after taking over from uh, from Jamie Winkup. Big shoes to fill there. And Shane Van Gisbergen um, had some mighty drives when he was uh, on the back foot on occasion. So uh, lots to look forward to there. I think it'll be a three-way fight, as you, as you say. It's going to be the walk-and-short team, particularly with Chaz. Um, Red Bull and Dick Johnson Racing, and that's great for fans of supercars. It's going to be a good year there. Rusty, supercars champion Scott McLaughlin, he's now an IndyCar winner. Is he a title contender, or was it just that the Florida track suited him? I don't think this is a fluke at all. The Penske organisation have put lots of good things around Scott McLaughlin for the 2022 season. You know, mechanics and engineers that have got great experience at winning titles and Indy 500s and so on. And he's obviously really knuckled down and taken it to another level over our summer. So uh, while you could say, oh, that Florida track might have, have suited him, it was the way that he uh, dominated, was so impressive in qualifying and throughout the race to take that win. Now he's got the monkey off his back. And I think the feeling, the observation in the paddock is um, the, the his rivals very much respect uh, the, the win, but they know this bloke has arrived. He's got a bucket load of talent, and I can't wait to see now what he does in the rest of, uh, of the IndyCar season. 
All right, we're going to have you, I think, each and every week or each and every second week. Anyway, lots of Rusty here on the Dead Set Legends, Love the and rusty. that's good. good we'll catch you next yeah. week. And in fact, it is next week, so it is each and every week. And I'm going to ask Rusty at some point if if, if they they toss that Michael Massey to the to the curb. Oh, come on, leave the black alone. No, it's a big question. Yeah, mate. we'll, well ask but, but him another time. But why can't F1 admit it? Why can't the F1 admit it that he made a boo-boo nah, to try and make things more exciting? I don't reckon he did. Because that's Bendix, the point. It made Bendix it more exciting. Break. Well, is it a race or is it a television show? What do you reckon? Be- of course it's a television show. It's more contrived than SAS Australian. Oh, Bendix breaks. come on. Put your foot down <laughs> with confidence. <laughs> Triple M. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, the, uh, the the music always stays the same, doesn't it? You can't beat the classics and uh, we're here till midday. Still to come, Nico Hines from the Sharks after that thriller last night here in Canberra. Uh, Richard's tip. Richard's tip. Missed out last week, but by God, you've given us... Well, well you, only you, you, partially you, missed out. I did mention that Forbidden Love would be, you know... A very good chance, didn't I? I don't like to rap you very often, but you you've been pretty good lately. On fire, yeah, on you have. Fire. It's you now Jeff, all this pressure now. It's hard to be nice no, to no, you no. at times, no, but no. you have done well. It, it's 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 human nature not to want to be nice to him, isn't it, Ken? It is. You just want to snipe at him, and yet when he gives you good tips, you you can't help but give oh, him some love. You're so easily yeah. bought, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Time for a sports update. Um, uh, by now, you probably know the rugby league. Two close ones last night: Brisbane over South, eleven to four. If you missed the Benji Marshall interview, uh, that's on the podcast, which is uploaded straight after the show. And Canberra over Cronulla, twenty-four points to nineteen. Now it's kind of been lost, and that's this test series, Australia Pakistan. Two reasons: one, the first test could be the most boring test in humanity. No, and also it was. with, the, mm. with all, was. all the warning, I think with also all the warning stuff, Rich. I don't think people were in the mood to watch cricket. And what didn't help was the fact that it was a highway and from the outset it was pretty obvious we weren't going to get a result. Yeah, well, Royal Pindy, they actually been docked uh, um, one demerit point. So what that means is over a five-year period, if you get, um, you get five points... You yes, doctoring. Well, basically, yes. Mm. And so over a five-year period, if you get five, incur five demerit points, then you that ground itself will be... Um, will not hold any ICC matches for a year. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, Um, they should have got Dr. Point for that because that destroyed... That's everything that is the worst about Test cricket. Mm. That's what people don't want to see. Mm. People who criticise Test cricket say, oh, it's boring, it's slow. Mm. That was the epitome of that. So they should have been docked two points. And someone should have been putting... It wasn't unplayable. It was just the fact that... Yeah, it wasn't a fair contest between bat and ball, and we saw that they really tried to take out the Australian t- attack, and, and that's what they did. But in doing it, they... They ruined the game. They did, yes. Is is Karachi going to be any better, Candice? I think so. I think uh, it should offer a little bit more. It's They are expecting it to be drier, so... Um, drier? Yeah, so that means the re- reverse spin will play a factor. So we now know that Swepson is coming... they saliva on the ball anymore. <laughs> we know that S- Swepson is coming for Hazelwood. Uh, Isn't yeah, that so... true? You can't put saliva on the ball anymore to shine the ball. Well, was that a COVID thing? I don't that know. That was a COVID thing. No, I think that's been a rule change. Okay, I might be right. wrong, but... Uh, no, I, I'm if pretty you can't, sure that was a COVID thing. If you can't put saliva on the ball, yeah. how, how, that's how they used to get it to 
to get the big reverse swing because one side yeah. would weigh like, you know, yep. a kilo yep. and the other side of the ball would be yeah. like So, away. look, I think it is going to be pretty flat again, but it is it does turn yeah, a little bit more this you, wicket. You're right. The MCC says using saliva to shine the ball would be treated as an unfair practice. There you are. Saliva yeah. application was barred by the ICC. Uh, it was in view of the COVID-19 pandemic. So yes. we're right, Candice. Yes. But MCC said its research found that applying saliva had no impact on the ball's movement. Oh, so they just ditched it. I see. It. Mm. Yeah, I see. Well, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. When you put sal- isn't it science? And we've got three great scientists here in the yes, studio. Yes, yeah, yeah. When you put saliva on the ball, you're actually increasing the weight of that side of the ball. Must so have even some if effect. the shiny part is a myth, if you're increasing the weight, surely, surely it has an effect on the ball. You'd if think Dean from so. the Curiosity You'd Show the is listening, well, you're you'd in think you. I'd be the expert, but I'm one of those people <laughs> that have been to hundreds of cricket matches now, and I still can't figure out the rules. Because right, we, every format, there's different. There's different four, rules. We're four weeks into this show, Candice. We've long established you find cricket the most boring game. No, in the I world. don't. I no, really love it. But David Bats and Australia are doing well. <laughs> I love it. By the way, Players Championship golf has been just completely ruined by the rain. They still haven't finished round one. Cam Smith. Uh, is at three under par. I think he's the best of the Aussies. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it here. Jeez, I, I love well. on the 17th where every, all the fans are now sliding down the hill because it's that <laughs> wet. There's images of all the fans sort of really? diving over the rope, sliding down Golf the hill. fans used to be nice, polite people who came with their little shooting stick and their umbrella and sat there and applauded quietly. But now, yes. what are they now? Belly flopping and sliding They're down hills? They're your type. They're your Melbourne Cup people. <laughs> Move on. The, Mel- <laughs> the Melbourne Cup people are the most drunk people you'll ever meet. More than an end of test really? crowd. I went oh. to a wedding last night. <laughs> <laughs> Another <laughs> one. <laughs> Triple M. Nico Hines coming up after this. This is the Dead Set Legends. We're brought to you by Nightly. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Guest has seen the light and realised why would you live in rainy Melbourne when you can live in rainy Sydney? He's a former Gosford lad who signed for the Melbourne Storm at the age of 23, was part of the Melbourne Storm win over the Panthers in the GF, and now he's bringing that winning feeling to the Sharks. Please welcome Nico Hines. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. One triple three five three. We've got a very special guest uh, coming up, but we just had a very Revealing conversation off air. Uh, Rich has ordered his breakfast, bacon and egg roll, and Candace an oat flat white. See, See that, one's healthy coffee. and one's not. Nothing, that's not coffee. It is coffee. No, it isn't. What? Because of the milk well, that you mix it, it with? It's oat milk with what? a little bit What's of you know, coffee flavouring. That's not coffee. It is coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry, Says but I can't have full cream milk. I get very bloated. But I don't mind if you drink it. Yeah. Don't call it coffee. You have a bee in your bonnet today. Anyway. I haven't had any sleep. This is no way to introduce our guest. He's coming off a heartbreaking loss. He's, he's just he moved to Sydney this year. Nick O'Hines from the Cronulla Sharks. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, you can hear the disappointment in his voice, and that's probably more to do with the start of this conversation. Yeah, he's got on and thought, have I got to do an interview with these? Have I do an interview with these absolute idiots? <laughs> Nico, that was a bloody heartbreaker. You must have thought you had it. Yeah, very heartbreaking. Um, very disappointed boy this morning, but um, yeah, that's footy and that's life sometimes. Yeah, we've done pretty well to get back to I think eighteen all then nineteen eighteen, and unfortunately, just a couple of lapses and they scored and we couldn't finish it off. 
Nico, you seem to be one of those guys that just takes everything in your stride. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Do you, do you think that that attitude, like kind of all the great players have that attitude? It, it, does it just it help things to go a bit more slowly when you're out there if you have that sort of relaxed attitude? Um, yeah, I guess so. I just I think you know, that's the sort of player I have to be for this team. I need to be a bit more relaxed, but. Um, you know, I still take the losses very hard and um, you know, I hate losing so much. So um, I know we'll have to go into review this week and um, you know, be a bit better. Any nerves before your, your debut for the Sharks last night? Yeah, there actually was um, quite, quite a few, actually. I was a bit more nervous than I usually am. I'm usually pretty nervous before games, but last night I was a bit more nervous than usual. Um, I think just... Coming to a club, there's been a, a lot of outside noise happening over the preseason about myself in this team. So, um, you know, I've done a lot of work to make sure that doesn't affect me. Um, but yeah, there was, there was a there was a lot of noise, uh, nerves. Yeah, you've teamed up in the halves with Matty Moylan uh, last night. You guys were, were really, really good. It was just very unlucky that you didn't come away with the win. Did you click straight away, or has it been something that you've had to work really hard on? Um. No, we, we, we a bit of both. Um, we sort of in the early start of the preseason, we weren't. Uh, I was doing a bit of both with with Tricky and Moisa. Uh, we weren't training together the whole time, but then towards the back end of the preseason, when Tricky made his mind up, I, we started doing a lot more training together, and uh, we felt like it was building. I think the first half last night, we didn't uh, probably combine as much as we could have or should have but in saying that we only had about 33 of the possession in that first half so it was yeah. hard to, to combine but I think we um, you know, we built a, a solid combination in that second half and we started to link up a little bit more and put some more points on You mentioned Fitzy there uh, Nico uh, that extraordinary work for him first game coaching and he's doing it from home I, I, and I think it does count as an official game That that's not that important but it must have been strange firstly new club new coach and then you have this situation. He gets wiped out by COVID. How did it actually work? Yeah, it was a bit different. Um, I felt pretty bad for Fitzy, actually. You know, he's been waiting a very long time to be a head coach. And then his first game um, as a head coach, he can't be there with us. And it would have been killing him. But, um, you know, he put things in place to make sure that that wasn't a stress for us. Um, we have two really... Well, three really good assistant coaches, Steve Price, Josh Hannay, and DJ Holdsworth, to take the reins, and, and Pricey and Josh Hannay um, took sort of the, the co-head coach on uh, role on, and they've done a tremendous job. And you know, there's no excuse um, for our loss. Um, Fitchy zoomed in and, and done his meetings with us, and made sure that we we're um, more prepared than we could have been. And um, yeah, it's just unfortunate for him, but he'll be back this week, hopefully, and I think he will be, and um, we're ready to go again. Well, there must be some steel there because um, that game should have been over at half time. But you, you hung in there and you and incredibly took the lead. It's only round one, Nico. We can hear the disappointment in your voice. I bet Sharks fans are loving the fact that it hurts. It's but it's it's only round one, and there's some good times ahead, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks, Nico. Right. Thanks, Nico mate. Hines joining us on the Dead Set Legends Big Second Hour on the way. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Hour number two on the way. Jeff Hugel will join us. 
Uh, the list of grievances is back, and so is Richard's tip. But Candace uh, Warner, you have a very controversial opinion about rugby league players um, and what they're getting away with at the moment. Yeah, I want to know what's doing with some of these current players' hairstyles. I mean, oh, yes. we, we've seen back in the day <laughs> yes. Joey Johns with his red hair. Matty Utai for the Bulldogs had the blue and white. But they're almost... I mean, we, we see the, saw the Wolfman with yeah. the mullet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he was really the start ah, of all this. And, the, and now I'm seeing these dreadful hairstyles. No, with, no, there's, 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 you know, Josh Papali's got the super moule. Yes. Right? And he's not the only one. There's more of them out there. The Rabbitohs Kalamatangi? He's got a yeah. super moule yes. too. Yeah. What about the roadkill on, on Pappenhausen? What about that? It's just, I don't know. what these, Some of these kids look like they've had cranial surgery. If I was their coach, I'd be saying, chop it off. Short back and sides. I mean, can no. they not afford a full haircut? You know what? I'm old. I'm prepared to sort of let it go. You know, they, I can they, see that. Wow. God, we just became <laughs> AM radio. Uh, Triple M, dead said legends. <laughs> <laughs> Game, set and match. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Dead Set Legends, one triple three five three. Call us anytime as we do it for Nilex. Oh, and a brand new segment here on the show. Watch the team you love every game of every round, live and at break free in play on KO Sports. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Play okay. of the week. That's it. That's the segment. We like KO. We love KO, but it's play of the week. And we're all going to share this around a bit. Richard's going to pick it sometimes. I'm going to pick it. But Candace, you get first. Uh, your first cab off the rank with our play of the week. Yeah, so during the week, Tiger Woods was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. And uh, just like all sporting champions, his acceptance speech was an emotional one. Obviously, we didn't know that I, we were going to have enough money for me to go to college or top college or be recruited. So my family made a tough decision. And at the age of 14 and a half, we took out a second mortgage so I could go out and play the AJJ Tour. Mom stayed at home, dad traveled, and we went and played. I played the AJJ Tour on our second mortgage. So without the sacrifices of mom, <laughs> dude took me all to those teacher golf tournaments, dad who's not here, but who is still in me, this work ethic to fight for what I believe in, Chase after my dreams. Nothing's ever going to be given to you. Everything's going to be earned. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put in the effort, one, you're not going to get the results. But two, more importantly, you don't deserve it. Wow. You know, it's funny, Candice. The young Tiger, the one that was winning everything, would never allow the world to see him as vulnerable as that, yet... I think we like him more than... Not a great husband, Tiger, mm. but I think we love him more than ever because of stuff like that where he's actually showing us who he actually is. And it was really special for him. He's, it was his 14-year-old daughter who introduced him and, and got him up on stage. Uh, his, his, his 13-year-old son, who we know is a bit of a, a prodigy in himself, was, was there, and, of course, his mother. So it was an emotional occasion, and um, you know it was interesting that he actually didn't speak about any of his victories or his 15 majors, but it was more about the sacrifices that his parents made for him. Yeah, he didn't talk about the evil genius, Tiger, you know, when he was in Melbourne 
and he had the girlfriend on one floor and he had mum on the other floor and he's juggling you and mine, the two that's of them. So much and, and you know what? He was winning the tournament as well. I don't know how he juggled all of that, yeah. but that was the evil genius tiger. <laughs> you think that should have put him in the Hall of Fame? Triple M, Dead Zed Legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, still got Jeff Hugel on the way and Richard's list of grievances. I'm told, Rich, um, the, the, the spies out there tell me it's back to a normal Richard first world grievance that's what, coming. What does that mean? Oh, well, it's, you know, it's not exactly man of the people. You don't mind being an elitist. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> I dispute that. These Rich. are real things to real people. You know that? Okay, fine. That's coming up just before we go to Saturday uh, Triple MNRL, the Saturday scrum at midday. <laughs> Speaking of you, Richard... Uh, Candice and I, we, we, we can't be angry at you because you've been very profitable for us. Very profitable. That's all Last I week, mean to you, isn't that's it? it? That's Last it. Last week was a, was a downer, but that means we're oh. closer to our next winner. He <laughs> tipped three winners in a row or something. He had one that doesn't win. Uh, it was a downer. Well, two out of three ain't bad. Would you say you're our expert and two out of three is... Is better than any other expert you're ever going to get. Yes, but you'll be judged from today's tip. What do you got for us? All right. There's a race being run at Rose Hill today. You can get the name of this race. It's a time-honoured event. The Farlap Stakes. Ooh. Yeah, named after the great horse. And I like in it one of Chris Waller's number 11 fangirl. Fangirl. I know she okay. won't be long odds, but she. I think she'll win. I think she's very good. And what race number is that? Race number race six. six. Yep. I'm bringing it up now. $1.55. Richard, you can't... <laughs> I told you it wasn't long odds. I'll let you get <laughs> away with it this week. better than bank interest, Dan. I'll let you get away with it this week. But that's the last time I'm going to allow you to give us $1.55 as your... Short price day. winner better than a long price oh. loser. You know, is it not? The other one Thank that you, I like Tony from Chris Brassel. Waller is in... Uh, Are you going to have a tip as well? I, I would like to, oh, yeah. But okay. we're just talking about Chris no, Waller. No, off you go. No, well, let's just... All right. Is uh, in, in race number nine at Rose Hill, is it Mum and Papa or Ma and Ma Pa? And pa. Yeah, that's the other one that I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't like Ma and Pa. All right, six bucks. Oh. See, that's got some taste to it. That's got Maybe to, put oh it my, each yeah. way. When I'm mine wins and hers loses, what do you say then? <laughs> All right, fine. Jeff Hugel after this. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dead Set Legends on a Saturday morning. You can call us anytime, one triple three five three. We've got uh, Rich and we've got Candice. And then we're, now we're into Candice Warner's domain here, Rich, because uh, we're oh, yeah. about to talk <laughs> SAS. Australia. Oh, that's right. Yes, I it's a love, little club, is it? It Candace? is a little club that you'll never, ever be a part of. You reckon? Never. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, you wouldn't last, and I'm the same, we wouldn't last half an episode on this show. You'd be surprised how long club. I'd last. You'd last longer than a few that I know, that's for sure. <laughs> Just I'd will it to happen. There's <laughs> an area I can go, but it's Saturday morning, and, there's, uh, and we'll be very respectful. This man, I expect this man to go far. In this uh, competition, he is one of our great athletes. Uh, so many world records, so many world championships. Jeff Hugel, good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. We're well. Uh, Jeff, SAS, you couldn't have picked a more gruelling thing to do. 
what was your motivation behind this? I mean, because you'd be very happy, you're very happy in your life at the moment. Why put yourself through hell like this? <laughs> um, as I, I think it's, as you know, Candace, it's not every day you get the opportunity to either jump out of helicopters or jump into or out of speeding boats. And then I guess for this season, what, uh, you know, the things that I was exposed to as well was being set on fire being sprayed in the face with pepper spray <laughs> and also to uh, having to experience tear gas, right? So, uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of riots and I certainly, after that sort of experience, will never, ever be at front line of a riot anywhere in the world. I must say that I did have a chuckle when I saw you guys get the um, the pepper spray in the face and have to make it, make it up the hill and do whatever, but you did such a brilliant job with that. Yeah, look, Candice, uh, I think 35 years of uh, being surrounded or being in a chlorinated environment sort of really had me prepped and ready to go for that task. <laughs> yes, black line, black line, black line. You can cope with anything. Jeff Richard here. Uh, Mate, uh, one of the, the things the show is built around is it's almost, uh, for many of the contestants, a cathartic experience about revealing the things that... that you know, the, the darker side of, of everybody that everybody has in them. And, and you've had some challenges over the years. I, you know, you had the, the issue at the races, which came on, back, on the back, I think, of your, your stellar swimming career sort of coming to an end. How, how did, did the show, did it give you anything positive to be able to get into that stuff? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, Rich, look, for me, it was a, it was a good opportunity because I never really had that chance to speak about anything um, yeah. and talk about that sort of stuff. And, you know, uh, when, um, you know, basically for the last four years, I've, uh, I've really just kept my head down and just moved on with life. And, you know, it's funny, the, the racist situation was eight years ago, yeah. We're coming up to eight years ago, right? But yeah. it does seem like it was yesterday. But, um, you know, I guess one of the things that I admired about the show, or like I've been asked to do a lot of reality TV stuff, but um, you know, in my personal opinion, the one that just had a little bit of credibility um, was obviously SAS. And, um, you know, I had a lot of respect for the DSs. I had a lot of respect for my teammates. Um, you know, and, and it, was a, it was a good opportunity to be pushed and to step out of my comfort zone, which is the, one of the first things or main reasons I wanted to do it. The other part was to sort of show my kids that, um, you know, like obviously that's just life, right? You've got to be able to overcome adversity and, um, you know, be able to go out there and, and, and just step out of your comfort zone. And, um, you know, I guess that was that was part of the platform and part, part of the, uh, yeah. the, you know, yeah. my understanding of what was required going into the show. Now, you got a bronze medal at the Sydney Olympics in the 100 Butterfly. I mean, how could we ever forget that race? Now, standing on the blocks or, or waiting in, you know, before that race, back then what was more daunting or what was more nerve-wracking that or some of the things that you did or having the ds screaming at you <laughs> you know i mean yeah you can't replicate what happened in sydney 20 odd years ago right <laughs> that was pretty pretty exciting and pretty nervous but it was it was it was funny like like obviously getting yelled at by ant was pretty funny and and uh you know, it's one of those things. He, the guy's only, unfortunately, he's five foot, five foot, five and a half, right? Like five foot tall. Right? He's about eight foot wide. The guy's just a unit. But so he's pulling me down and he's ripping into me. And all I just kept thinking while he's like screaming in my face is, 
like, geez, don't you've laugh. got beautiful blue <laughs> eyes. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, really? His eyes are very beautiful, yes. Yeah, and they're just ruthless as well. I mean, I, I don't know if sometimes you hold it back with laughter. It's, you just didn't want to screw up, right? And this is, the, this is the hard part that people just didn't get with the show. There's like 18 hours of filming, right? It just doesn't stop. The moment the moment you put your head down or the moment you wake up, you're constantly obviously being filmed. And there's no let's go back and record this or let's do that. And, you know, you, you want to make sure you don't screw up. And I think that that's, that's a big part to the show as well. It's, um, you know, you, you stick to the routine, make sure that you look after your kit, make sure you do your best and, and make sure you don't screw up because the last thing you ever want is to just cop an absolute gobful, you know, from these guys. 100%. Right, that's that's and- more nervous than actually doing the task. <laughs> yes. <Hey>. Jeff Hugo, <laughs> mate, it's a pleasure to hear you doing well and uh, it's it, it's great to be be able to see you each and every week on, um, on Channel 7's SAS. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah, awesome, guys. Have a great weekend. All you the too, best Jeff. to the show, Jeff. Yeah. It really is good to hear him going well. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Well, now, we're, we're to do a sports update here and we will. But, Candice, I want to bring up SAS. SAS. We're talking about it. What a great interview with Jeff Hugel. What a l- lovable guy uh, he is. Yeah, he is. He- <laughs> Here's what I want to know, and it's with about you, it's about him, it's about everyone that goes on the show. The the the, the secret source of the show to me mm-hmm. is the confessional, right? You you got your torture. Well, you can get that in a lot of reality shows, but they yeah, are very work. very smart, <laughs> very smart Channel Seven in that they get um, people with a story with something to talk about. You obviously one of those people. When do they do the confessional part? Do they wear you down? And then all of a sudden they bring you into the room at the end of the day. How do they tackle it? So this is how it's done. Uh, at about 8 o'clock each night after you've had your dinner, they, that's a time where you usually square your kid away, which means get your clothes dry, pack your Bergen, which is a, which is a backpack, Rich, uh, for the next day. Brand. So nice usually, yeah, <laughs> usually uh, they'll do three interviews. So after a few days you kind of get... You understand what they're doing, but they do pick you out randomly. And Mm. generally, if they think that you're struggling and that you may leave very soon, they'll quickly try to get your interviews in that night. Really? Um, Devious. Yes. Yeah. So that's why some people, if they leave early, don't get an interview. Um, I'll ask a question. Yeah. What about... I'm, I'm picturing myself on there, which I think a lot of people watching the show would do, you know, mm, yeah. as unrealistic as that may yeah. seem to you. Yes, but, very. <laughs> but my attitude would be they start screaming at me. I go, mate, I'm doing my best, right? That's as good as it gets, yeah. you know? But you don't talk back to them. You're Why not? not? You're, because you're not allowed to. What have I did? Well, what they'll, would just, they'll just take your number off you. Well, so what? Well, then you're off the show. So why are you, you even on there? You still get paid. You get paid per day that you're on there. Oh. Yes. So see? you get a sign-on fee and then you get a per day fee. Right. Yes. yes. Is a so, sign-on fee enough for me to just go, all right, I'm on? Yeah, yeah, but it's not about that. You want to go on the show to challenge yourself. So if you've do got you? – Yes, you do. And if you've got no that attitude – No one goes on there for the money. Well, some people would. But I think the best advice that I would give people who want to go on the show is, would you do it if you weren't getting paid? And if you say – no, then you shouldn't do it in the first place. No, I think that's exactly the person who should do it. <laughs> Hang on, so you saying, Candice, you would yep. have done it for free? Yes. What? No. Hang no, on. I would, no, well, no, listen. They'll ask you next time. They'll say, Candice, no, we're I've doing another it. series. I've done it, and it just so ah, happened I got see. paid. No, but I would, see. because 
I love challenging myself. <laughs> I, I believe you. No, I, I, I trained and I ran a marathon because I just wanted to challenge myself. I do these so silly things. So you'll do the next series for free? No, I won't because I, <laughs> I've spilled my heart out on national TV. It's time to do another show. <laughs> for free? Did No. <laughs> <laughs> so it, all in all, you sound like you're very happy with the experience. Yes. Was there anything you did? Was there anything they pried out of you mm. that in hindsight you wish, oh, bloody hell, I wish they didn't get that out of me? Not really because I knew that before I went on the show that they would try to to pull things out. The one thing that does infuriate me, though, is that they bring the laptop out for some people and not for others. Did they bring it out for you? They brought it out for me and they scroll scroll through all, you know, your misdemeanors and things that you've done and they make sure that, oh, you know... But, um, yeah, and they go harder at some than others, clearly, because they want more out of you. But I want to see your show. I haven't seen... Are you you, on you it? haven't? No, watched I never it? saw it. So I'm going to go back and look at it now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, uh, you know, from jumping out of the helicopters backwards, um, we obviously didn't get lit on fire. But ours was, I feel, a lot more physical. People get lit on fire? Yeah, I didn't. Um, but you know, just jumping out of planes or going backwards out of whatever it may be. But it is an incredible experience, and I would definitely recommend it to to most people. All right. Very good. Jeez, we've done some advertising for us. I know. Yeah, Speaking I know. of free, what about the free publicity? Anyway, that that brings to an end our sports update. <laughs> <laughs> Richard's list of grievances after this. Triple M Dead Set Legend. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Saturday Triple M NRL coming up. But uh, as always, we finish with this. Richard Friedman's list of grievances. This really annoys me. This really, really annoys me. You go to a hotel, uh, you pay your money, you get your credit card, you sign your life away, you go up to the room, you just want to have a shower, you go in there, and they've got these little pump packs of, you know, (laughs) soap. What do they call it? Body wash. You tell me what's in that. I reckon it's just just, just detergent for the sink that's in there. Why can't they give you... A little bar of soap, like a 20-cent bar of soap. Because people like you don't use them and they take them home. So what? It's 20 cents. And actually, I do do that. But, <laughs> but I do use them. And I like soap. And I don't want to pump dishwashing liquid out of some pump pack. I don't know what's in there. Now, this is the list of grievances I remember. First world problems, unrelatable, totally Richard Friedman. 100%. That's better. That's better. <laughs> See, I think it's, it's it's not about what's in the pump. It's about the fact that you're tight and you can't take the soap and the shampoo and conditioner home anymore. <laughs> Am I, I right? Say that. or may not be true. <laughs> but Candace, that's not the point. Candice, I've got to say Richard makes a point. There is a texture to some of those body washes and shampoos. It leaves me with more questions than answers. You guys, you're dead set. You are new age guys, aren't you? You just wipe anything over your body, do you? You'll you'll notice now, Candice. (laughs) Not anything, no. That's it. We've got to go. Saturday Triple M NRL coming up.